All right, we're back. We had to have an intermission. Sorry about that. No problem. <laughs> so, oh my gosh. <laughs> the, air, the air quality here, um, we have really bad air quality in Phoenix. And I don't know how people that live, well, I live place, I, I live somewhere now that's super smoggy. But um, Mike and I both have had headaches all this week. Um, and it makes you feel really spacey headed and dizzy. And it's all, it's a long story. <laughs> Suffice to say, I'm not, on, I'm not on my A game today, but, um, apologies to you for not being on You're my fine. A game. But, <laughs> all right. I'm sorry. So let's continue where you were. So we were talking about the, um, what was going on next after the, uh, hearing somebody on the stairs behind you as you were walking up and that self fell oh yeah oh, now yeah, yeah, yeah. i got that stupid ouija board and yes. i did i got rid of that so did you actually do the ouija board and and then the stuff happened or just having it in your house i messed with it a little but only for like maybe two three minutes and yeah. I thought, I'm not picking this up. And I, I know from what I read that, um, like, for example, the automatic writing, a lot of the people who do automatic writing, it doesn't always come to them first first time. They, they Sometimes they sit for weeks before they start writing things, you know? Yeah. Well, I, I use that board maybe, I'm going to say five minutes at most. And I think that's even pushing actual time yeah and nothing happened i didn't feel any different but then like the car broke down and like surprise bill and i can't remember what all but it was all like bad luck and i thought you're gone <laughs> <laughs> bad voodoo yeah bad bad juju when you bring the yeah i don't know i feel like we probably should leave things alone <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. Yeah. I believe that if you're going to use a Ouija board or anything like that, you need someone who knows what they're doing with you. Don't do it on your own. I feel like nobody really knows what they're doing, though, because it's all speculate. Like, we don't know. We really don't know. You might think you know, but that doesn't mean you actually know. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel like I don't really think that anybody can be an expert on this stuff. I own, uh, oh, probably five or six crystal balls, but I don't use them for anything that I just, I like, I've always loved the look of crystal balls. Yeah, I have a bunch too. I just like the way they, I, you know, I have tons of crystals, tons of, uh, I have a bunch of spheres and stuff and I, I just like them. It's not, I don't use them for any other purpose of other than I just think they look nice and I enjoy having them. Yeah. There's a few times I put like tea lights behind them and stuff to see the light through them. Sure, but I, thought, sure. I don't think I could ever see anything in these. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I, I don't know how people claim they could see things in them, but yeah, I just like them. <laughs> well, and it's just, and it, and really it, it is just, we use so little of our brain anyways, and our time on this earth is so small compared to whatever the other is. And I just, I think you can speculate and have opinions and, you know, things like that. But to really say that, you know, that, you know, that, you know, I don't think we can, you know, I just don't, I just don't think that we can really truly know until we're part of the great beyond. <laughs> ourselves and then, and then we still probably don't get all the answers anyway so you know depending on what you believe but um yeah i think that i think that anytime you kind of open yourself up to um communicating with the other uh it's very dangerous you know mm -hmm. Cause we don't really know what we're talking to. That's true. You know, and even if the, the entity, whatever you want to call it, 
is saying, hi, I'm so-and-so, that doesn't mean it's so-and-so. And if they're, you know, if they're doing nice things or appearing to be nice, that doesn't mean that they're nice either because they could be, you know, angels, angels in disguise or that sounds like a Transformers. <laughs> robots in disguise no uh, but you know what i mean you know what i'm saying like uh it's common knowledge that um evil will present itself as innocent or friendly you know and lo and behold that's like if you watch a lot of those ghost adventure shows and stuff like that a lot of times they'll say like you know though is this really the spirit of a child or is it something demonic presenting itself as an innocent child you know so yeah i mean we can speculate we can think that we know but i don't think we can ever really actually know that's my opinion <laughs> <laughs> but i know there are people that do think that they know so you know yeah. that's their opinion yeah <laughs> What, what, what you got for me? Then when I lived in Pitcairn, that's when I started thinking that my brother and my grandma Ida were trying to watch over me. Mm -hmm. I couldn't really, I don't know how to explain it. I just felt like they were there. I, I wasn't like seeing any evidence from them like, like I am now, nothing like this. But I just kind of felt that they were in the background somewhere. Yeah. You know, like you just, could feel, just, you know. feel their vibes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My my grandma was a, was a very timid lady. Uh, she probably wouldn't even let me know she was there. You know, she was <laughs> just kind of quietly in the back. Yeah, she was she was always quiet. I, I I felt bad for one time. She she lived up the road from us, and she walked down, and I was a kid. I couldn't, I don't remember how old, maybe 13, excuse me. And I was baking cookies and she was diabetic and I was baking cookies when she came and she's sitting at the table and I'm taking them off the cookie sheet and you sit them on newspaper, you know, yeah. the pool. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden she says, is that one my cookie? I felt bad because I thought she shouldn't have a cookie. You know? Yeah, right. <laughs> you know? Yes, Grandma, you can have the cookie, but I never forgot that. Her just saying, Is that Aww, my cookie? <laughs> that's so cute. <laughs> that's cute. I always so felt like. What makes you feel like, is it just a vibe, or do you get like impressions or senses of them, or like a scent, or, you know, is it just like I feel them around? At that time, I just felt like they were around. But they're gone. Mm -hmm. They're gone right. now. I mean, oh, no, okay. I mean, they're gone. I don't feel them anymore. Yeah. Moved on to I, wherever. I, yeah, I feel they've gone to the next level or yeah. whatever they're supposed to be doing. I, I think they're gone. And that is when my mom went over is when I noticed they were gone. That, that feeling that they were, weren't there oh, anymore. That's interesting. Oh, that's interesting. So they were there when your mother was still alive? Mm -hmm. And yes. then did they leave prior to her passing or after she passed? See, it wasn't like a constant feeling like they were there. It was just like I knew they were around or like different times. Like I every once with, in a while. Yeah, I'd get the feeling like they were near me or maybe they were thinking of me or something, but it wasn't like like somebody coming over and sitting down and having coffee with me or anything. Right, you know? right, 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 right. I knew they were around and, you know, I didn't talk mm. to them. They didn't talk to me. It was just like, I just knew they were there. And then when mom passed over, they were gone, both of them. Well, that's interesting. Huh. But I wasn't mad about it that they were gone, right, you know? Right, right. I just, well, that's how things are, you know? Right, sure, sure. So were they hanging around her, do you think? No, because my mom still lived in New Boys and this, I lived 
it was two and a half hours away. Oh, okay. Hmm. You know, and I would just drive back every couple weekends to see my family. Yeah. You know, so no, there was quite a distance there. So no, and my mom never spoke about it. So I don't huh. know. Interesting. My dad, the only thing he said about my mom was that your mom seemed to know stuff from time to time. And that was all he would say. So maybe you both kind of have like that sort of sixth sense vibe about you, you know? And she did. She knew stuff. Like she would say, I have a hunch this is going to happen in a wood, you know? Huh. <laughs> but it wasn't That's consistent, cool. you know, and she wouldn't she wouldn't claim to be a psychic. She just vibes kind of. She'd, she'd get a feeling. Yeah. yeah. That would be that'd be the extent of it. Like an intuition. Yeah. 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 I think a lot of moms have that. She'd always say, I've got a hunch. <laughs> yeah. My mom does too. My mom, will, mom. <laughs> my mom will get vibes off of stuff too. Or like she'll have dreams that end up being connected to things that happen. Yeah. It's like an intuition um, sort of thing. Yeah. But I don't know that it's psychic or anything like that. I just think sometimes, I think certain people maybe are better at kind of reading the room, so to speak, or reading the energy in the air. Because, you know, there's constantly shifts in energy. Like sometimes, like, I don't know, <laughs> this is a weird topic, but do you ever get like a sense of decades have a vibe? Like you, when you think back to the seventies, there was a certain feeling in the eighties, there was a certain feeling in the nineties, there was a certain feeling, et cetera. And it almost makes you wonder if like, do you, do we all collectively pick up on the same energy? And likewise, when you enter a room, sometimes you enter a room and you're like, okay, there's a weird vibe in here, you know, or there's a, there's a positive vibe or there's a negative vibe or, or whatever, or like for no reason you get anxious. There's no reason, like, I feel weird tonight. I, there's no reason I was fine all day besides having this headache and the dizzy headed, whatever, you know, but just every once in a while, just for whatever reason, maybe it's caffeine maybe it's your diet that you ate that day or maybe you're just picking up some maybe the neighbor's having a bad day and the, you're picking up whatever energy from them or you know you're at the store and somebody's having an awful day and all of a sudden you have like why am i sad or you know what i mean like picking up vibes off of people and you know, even, you know, like with your brother or whatever, you know, maybe some of his angst and, you know, that torture that he was feeling was kind of given to you, like either you were picking up on it or it was given to you to sort of maybe try to lighten his load a little, you know, like I, I feel like sometimes, and there's a, there's a word for it in Christianity, this intercessory prayer, where you pray um, uh, on behalf of somebody else and you sort of take on their burden. And I think sometimes we do that and we don't even realize it when we're like an empathetic type person. Like, you know, if you're around somebody sad and all of a sudden you're sad and it's, and it's more than just feeling sorry for them. It's like, you're really taking their burden and I think sometimes we do that and not even know that we're doing it you know so if you you know if you sort of think about human beings as energy and we certainly have electricity in our brains and that electricity doesn't just disappear it goes somewhere when we when our body passes on Inner, the, the electricity goes somewhere. Maybe we pick up on things like sort of radio frequencies or your brain doesn't quite know how to interpret it. So you get some sort of physical reaction to it where like, you know, you just got a queasy stomach or you feel anxious or you got a headache or something like that. Like you're just kind of picking up on some radio frequency thing going on in the air, you know? Um, I mean, I don't know. It's, 
I could be talking out my ass, <laughs> but I think that, I think that these things happen. I think that we pick up on energy all around us. It could be an animal. It could be an echo of a lost time, you know, who knows? They wrote, uh, it was a two volume book and it was by, you're talking about your eyes being weird. Mine are weird tonight. Um, I, I feel like maybe there's some kind of weird thing going on. Like, it's so weird. This is a weird night for me. I don't feel normal. I have floaters from, and glaucoma. Oh, I do too. <laughs> yeah, I have bad oh, floaters. <laughs> and sometimes it's hard to see. And that screen is white and it's glaring. <laughs> We're a mess. We're a mess tonight, dude. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> but Frederick Myers wrote a book and it had to be finished because he died before it was published. It had to be finished by two other people, but it was called Human Personality and its Survival of Bodily Death. And it talked about it. It's a hard book to read. And there's an abridged version out there, but I read the full two volumes, which is like, thousands of pages it seemed like yeah. but it was so fascinating and it talked about um your subconscious and yeah. telepathy that yeah. which i believe that now the more you know as things go on i believe that you know i was a subconscious and i'm in this body right now and this body's just a house right I'm just for a little while and i'm moving on to the next stage and yeah I believe that, um, I don't believe in reincarnation. Like you said, you don't, I don't believe yeah. in that. I believe like these people who feel like they were Cleopatra or whatnot. Sure. I it's always somebody big like that too. Yeah. Or King or something. It's like, yeah, right. right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you were probably the chamber pot, not the King itself. Right, you know? <laughs> right, right, right. You're, yeah. It's never like some guy in a field somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> anyway <laughs> but i believe that these people who feel that they're reincarnated maybe they are but i don't believe it i think they're picking up on the mental streams of somebody else yeah i feel like that and could be possible cells, but it's not they're reading their mind they're yeah. picking up their consciousness yeah their memories yeah and i don't really believe in ghosts I believe that you're also with your subconscious and telepathy. I think you're picking up a memory from somebody. Yeah. Like a frequency, like a, like yes. an, uh, a replay of an event. Yeah. Yes. Like a and rerun. Like, I think they call that stone tape theory or something like that. Mm. Or like you're, you're picking up the, the memory that's, or the impression. Yeah. 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 I mean, it all kind of goes hand in hand, like the vibe of a place, the, you know, it, it's this intangible thing, but is tangible at the same time. Cause you know, you can walk into a room and feel it, you know? So what is that? It's something, whether it's just the air itself, maybe it's a drop in barometer, maybe it's, air pressure and humidity level and and it affects your body in a certain way you know because i know that that's the case i mean anybody who's gone to like a higher elevation you feel the effects of that on your body so i mean humidity level could play i mean who knows how much how dehydrated you are or how much salt you ate that day. I mean, who knows how our body reacts to uh, anything around us. And I, and again, I feel like certain people are really good at paying attention to those cues. I mean, for instance, I'm one of those people that, you know how they say like one in 10 million people have this, rare side effect of this medicine. I'm that one in 10 million people, like almost every time. And yeah. it's like, 
I used to think, okay, I'm just like a paranoid person and like making this happen to myself or whatever. But, you know, you can't fake certain, like you can't mentally create certain scenarios. So uh, one time I was talking to one of my doctors and she said, some people are just super in tune to like the even slightest change in your body. So if you're a little dehydrated, like you really notice it or, you know, your sinuses are a little swollen or just any random thing. And she's like, some people are just hyper aware of it. And so it's hard to take medicine because you feel those side effects a little more strong than the average person who can just ignore it. Like, oh, I feel weird. And they just ignore it and move on with their life. Like, but when I feel weird, I'm like, okay, why do I feel weird? What's going on? Like what, you know what I mean? So I, I, I can't. I can't drink alcohol. I can't, I don't, I don't do drugs. I don't do anything because I can't, anytime I feel even slightly off, it really, really messes with me. And so I feel like there's people like that. You're probably one of them as well, where you walk in a room, something's off. It might be a good off. It might be a bad off, but you feel it. And then other people walk in the same room and they don't have any idea that there's anything strange or, uh, you know, odd or whatever. I don't know. Just my theory. <laughs> but they even say like uh, different types of blood, like different blood types um, have different reactions to things like medicine and caffeine and whatever. So who knows? And, and just like, you know, with the moon and stuff, we know that when there's a full moon, people act differently. Like it's documented. They, they, you know, so again, how does all this stuff play into how you feel, how I feel, how Joe Blow feels, you know, there's so many variables that we can never possibly know. That's again, and that's again, why I'm always like, you can think you have answers, but you really don't have answers because there's no way to know, you know, you can't take every scenario and break it down to find a commonality between all of it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like the people that see ghosts, maybe that day XYZ happened. They had a certain amount of water to drink. They slept a certain amount of hours. They had a certain amount of salt intake. The moon was waning. The, you know, the, the barometric pressure was at XYZ. And so they were extra in tune to whatever. But there's no way to know all that information, you know? When I was ill, I, <laughs> I could tell the doctor I was ill. Yeah. I would tell him, I said, there's something in my house. I call yeah. my, my house. I said, there's something in my house. I know there's something, there's something wrong. Yeah. I know it's here. Yeah. I was in and out so many times and finally he would come in and he'd say, I would tell him that. And he looked at his interns and he'd say, he knows, take his word yeah, for it. He it's knows true. Wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I went through the same thing. I kept telling, like, I went to my doctor for years and I'm like, something's wrong. Like, I don't feel good. Something's wrong. Something's wrong. They would run blood work. Everything's fine. Nothing's wrong. And I'm like, no, like there's something somewhere. And then finally, after years and years and years and years, one doctor checked something that nobody else ever had before. And sure enough, there was an issue. Like, and, and like, you know your own body so if you pay attention some people don't pay attention but if i'm even slightly different than normal i start focusing on it and then end up making myself like have panic and all this stuff which is kind of what happened to, i think today because my head feels funny because of the allergies and all this stuff my eyes feel funny because it's dry and it's allergies and all this stuff and then i start fixating on it and then I'm like, oh, now my stomach hurts. Oh, now my face is hot. 
Like, what's going on? What is wrong with me? I'm probably dying. I'm probably having some kind of weird, you know, this whole thing happens. <laughs> it's, it's fantastic being me, let me tell you. But, <laughs> but I think some people just are that way. Like, I think you just, just like you feel vibes and like some people either pay attention to it or they don't pay attention to it, you know? Or maybe some people just don't see it at all. And they think everybody that does is just completely off their rocker and full of shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Well, like and they used to, I remember it used to be like they would, people would say like, oh, if you're trying to do the Ouija board or if you're trying to do, you know, like automatic writing or whatever, if you don't really believe it, it's not going to work because you have to have like a certain openness to you, like a willingness to believe in it, I guess. And so if you don't believe it and you're like, this isn't gonna work and then it doesn't work, you've just proven your point that it doesn't work, right? And then, the, but the other people who are like, no, it works because they're open to it. So there's this whole, does it really work? Does it not work? Is it, is it all man, like your brain creates it or, you know, we don't know. We just don't know. <laughs> I'm babbling. <laughs> no, no, I'm listening. <laughs> yeah, there's just so much unknown stuff in it. I find it all, like, it's all so fascinating to me. Yeah. I, I love thinking about it. In those books, they start talking about the automatic writing. And I think I told you this about, it started with, six different mediums doing automatic writing and then yeah. after several years someone in the society decided to read all these different transcripts and realize they're all connected that's why it was like one big message and it went on for years decades and it went on beyond those six and i haven't even read all that that was written but it was um some of the forefathers in this society that had passed away and they were doing uh, literature yeah through their automatic writing through these mediums and wow. none of them connected it till this one lady did and she spent years trying to put it all together and yeah no i don't think she ever did finish it was just so complex and yeah they were all over the world these mediums and some of them didn't even know the other ones existed that's fascinating Oh, yes. it is. I mean, and like, how do you explain that? Yeah, I don't know how you would. Telepathy? You, you know, either, either you're being sort of a conduit for something else, right? Like, it's fascinating. It really, I mean, I used to do automatic writing back in the day. And so now in retrospect, I'm like, what was that? Like, because I do still think that you can create things with your own brain. You know what I mean? It's feasible yeah. to, it's feasible to, to sit, to think that I closed my eyes and let my hand write, but I know how to write. So I could have just created that myself though. It would, you know, it didn't follow any line of thought that I had at the time, but Theoretically, I could close, I could get a piece of paper right now, close my eyes and write a bunch of shit, right? But <laughs> if not, if but it could also be that I was letting something else do that through me. Or like your subconscious, your right. awake is thinking on something else, but your subconscious does right. something. How many times have you realized you did something without realizing you were doing it at the time or right you... totally like I threw yeah. all that stuff away and because I needed to throw it all away to get away from it but yeah it's yeah. it would be interesting to see that stuff now and see what because I don't remember you know that was I was 18 years old something 18 yeah probably 18 or 19 years old so I don't remember the context of I remember the gist, but not like the actual stuff that I wrote 
while doing this stuff. But it would be sort of interesting to go back now and see if any of it was relevant to, to the next decades, you know? Because there were times, like I, I say I wish I would have wrote this stuff down, but I really don't because I don't think it's good to mess with stuff. But it would be interesting because like when we used to do the Ouija board, it would tell us like, this is gonna happen, this is gonna happen. Um, you're gonna do this, etc. And of course at the time, some stuff really did happen like and it the weirdly enough they would be like it would be like two days off or like two numbers off always two but some of the stuff of course was for decades later and so i'd be i'd be interested to see um if any of it panned out but again i don't think it's good to mess with that stuff anymore I, I so i'm glad i don't have any of it but um yeah <laughs> creepy yeah I, I understand what you're saying yeah curiosity probably, <laughs> probably but exactly probably better off 100 percent better off not knowing right <laughs> yeah 100 that was a rough time <laughs> getting out of that stuff um yeah creepy <laughs> But yeah, I don't know, like a lot of my friends and stuff back then uh, did the same stuff and they didn't seem to have the same problems I had. And I guess maybe they did, but in a different way, I don't know. But I don't know, bizarre. I never really associated with anybody like that. I, I did my book reading, you know, but I did. I was raised non-denominational and then I was Methodist for a while. And then I was nothing. <laughs> yeah. And I don't mean, I, I have a very strong belief in God. I always have. I just meant I, nothing is, I wasn't practicing any right. religion, but I never lost my faith. Sure. I never have and never will. And then I kind of got in touch with the, the spiritualist church here, but they did some stuff that in their messages and stuff to me, and I, I don't know. Like uh, they would have psychic reading Sunday, bring your money. And I thought, if you are a real psychic, you're not going to charge for it. Yeah, it's kind of weird for a church. Yeah, and I thought, and that doesn't sound like something I want involved in or even want to yeah it sounds like a bunch of charlatans to me yeah, it's kind of odd yeah you know, know. like I said if, if you've got the gift you're not going to charge people for it you're going to use it for the good it was given to you for yeah it's a it's a yeah it's like I try not to get too much into this stuff because people are allowed to believe whatever they want to believe you know what I mean yeah um, it's their business and I don't like to come across like I think I know all the answers or you know what I mean I just don't like like I don't like to feel I don't want to make anybody feel like I think I know anything because I don't <laughs> I know what my what my life has been you know what I mean so I can really only and I can only barely speak on authority about my own life because <laughs> I you know whatever yeah, but, that's, um, <laughs> but that's yeah I never I never like to make other people think you know that I'm being judgmental towards them or whatever because I truly believe people should believe whatever and find their own way and be open but be open like don't don't think you know everything right yeah I don't want just, like, your you audience can't know to, everything I don't want your audience to think that, that, that what I believe and what I think is what I think everybody should know. These, sure, these are my sure. things. I feel, exactly. You know, I yeah. don't want to, if, if you want to talk to me about fine, but I'm not here to tell you this right. is the way. That's no, how I feel I, about it too. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm just telling you things that happen to me. Right. I don't know why, but these are things that happen. You know? right. Exactly. Yeah. 
Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I, uh, some people come at it with such a, like, they either want to just prove, prove that whatever you experience, you didn't really experience it or they want to fight you about it <laughs> or something. And I'm just so not interested in that. Like I'm not interested in having debates. I'm not, I don't like to debate. It's not, that's not of interest to me. Um, so sometimes people want to get into like sort of philosophical or religious debates about things. And I'm just like, eh, you can do that someplace else. I'm not interested. Just tell your story, talk about your point of view and let's not like try to disprove each other's uh, opinions and whatever, you know? Yeah, or convert each other. Uh, no. Right. No. Yeah, I get that. And that's, I agree with you. Yeah. I'm like not just, here to convert anybody, you know? Right, right. It's like, no, this is my life. This is what I've been through. I'm not going to tell you that what you experience is wrong. And I don't want you to do that to me either. <laughs> Let's just talk right. about our lives. And, and it's, um, you know, and as they say, anyway, uh, living by example, you know, if you're, if you really want people to know your beliefs, set the example by being a decent person. And then people might go, Oh, you're, what do you, you know, what's, what about you? Like, what's different about you? You know, I don't know. But anyway, so <laughs> that was a strange tangent. I think we got, <laughs> um, <laughs> so, so what, um, what, what has happened beyond that? So you, I know you've had some more synchronicities, uh, uh with your mother that I think are interesting and feel free to talk about that or don't, if you don't want to feel comfortable doing it. Oh, I'll um, tell you stuff. I'll tell you. <laughs> Uh, I had a couple other little things happen, then I'll get into that. Sure, but sure. I work for CVS Health, mm. and you shop at our pharmacy. <laughs> I do. Everyone, so I hear you say that on, on Facebook. That I got this. Yeah, yeah I do. I go to CVS and Walgreens all the time. <laughs> that they're a great company to work for. They've been so good to me and i'm so i was so That's lucky awesome. hired by them because you know i had my health troubles they worked with me to get through it that's awesome you know let me take time when i needed it and i, I couldn't complain you know i thought wow if i had had a different kind of job or in a different company i would have fired you know yeah. but nope he worked with me and helped me get through it. And That's awesome. I don't want to leave. Yeah. <laughs> They're probably thinking, I wish he would go. You know, but, <laughs> but I started out in their call center. And I remember this, I was coming back from my lunch and I was walking towards where my seat was. And I saw a man standing beside like the operators were on the phones, you know, and he was standing by this girl and she never saw him, but he was not the same color as like everything else around. He was gray, Ooh. head to toe gray. And huh. I watched him as I walked toward him, he just kind of faded away. So I know I saw something that time. That's interesting. But huh. he was like, talking. it was like, he was like in a different time or something. And she was doing her thing with her computer and her phone and her headset, you know, and yeah, he was so standing. I wonder if, was, it, do you think that he was associated with her somehow or just happened to be near her? Yeah, I think it was, well, like, like I said, I think it was just, I, I picked up on his memory of being there or maybe his impression of being around there. I think that's what I saw. Interesting. I think I saw like a, a memory or a film hmm. of him or something. Interesting. Like an echo, kind of. <coughs> yes. <coughs> Excuse me. That's no that's that's interesting. So we're done with it. Oh, you're gonna like this one. 
in that apartment, I had that camera. <laughs> and one night I just <laughs> started taking pictures, you know. Yeah. I had taken pictures, you know. I happened to look back. I, I lived I lived in the top floor and uh, it had slanted raised ceilings and it was beautiful ceilings. Dark wood, you know, the walls oh. were white and beautiful ceiling and I was just taking pictures and then I happened to look back in the pictures and I thought I've got orbs <laughs> I was so excited so for probably a week or two I every night I'd get in bed and I'd lay and I'd just take pictures and pictures and I remember I walked down the street one day to go to the post office and my neighbor lived down the street she wanted to know what is the flashing going on in your apartment window she said, for the past week, we sat out here on our porch and watched the flashing light. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> I said, I'm just taking pictures of the walls and whatnot, you know. <clears throat> so it was a night or two later, I got back in bed and I started taking pictures and I moved the blanket and was taking more. And then I realized what it was. It was dust from the blanket. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's funny because that's the first thing I thought because... Um, <laughs> There's this one YouTuber that does videos and I'm like, oh my God, there's orbs in her videos. And um, a couple videos later, somebody, she was right in the middle of her video and she goes, and no, it's not orbs, it's dust in the room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that that's funny. It does when it shows up on, on the picture, it does. It looks like a light. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were all you were all like, oh my gosh, phenomenon! Like, oh, it's buzz from the blanket. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> okay, so then um, I remember I was in a meeting and my sister was sending me a text that um, you better come home that mom's well for it was a couple nights earlier my sister talked to me and she said that um mom's breathing was kind of raspy what what did she think i should do because my mom was in a nursing home <coughs> excuse me um she has sarcoidosis in her lungs and she had been like declining mm -hmm. for a long time. And in fact, she spent maybe four or five months at home, pretty much bed fast. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> you get a tickle and it won't go. I know. And uh, when I would go home to visit, you know, it was all I could do to get her out to help talk her into coming out and sitting at the kitchen table a little bit mm -hmm. and I didn't want to exhaust her I just thought it'd do her good to get up just yeah. move a little bit. yeah not run a marathon just come out sit at the table a little while and I'll help you get back to bed mm -hmm. nope she'd just lay there and my mom was very dignified she's she kind of reminded me a little bit of Rose Island <laughs> mm -hmm. the sweet innocent lady but she yeah. was very very dignified and I remember I couldn't believe my mom a nurse popped in to see her she had home health and my mom didn't know she was coming my mom would not come out of her bedroom and would not let the nurse in because my mom wasn't presentable oh, old school <laughs> yeah. she had to be you know at least tidied up and in a better nightgown than what she had yeah. it's like mom you need the nurse you yeah know? <laughs> but she ended up in the nursing home and I remember she was first she was angry with my dad for putting her in but he couldn't take care of her it yeah. was too much and uh then my sister uh talked to me and said that her breathing isn't good what do you think I should do and, um my sister has how do I want to put this? When my brother died, she had a nervous breakdown. So she had issues all her life. Yeah. 
So it didn't surprise me when she was asking what my opinion was. Right. I said, I, I think you should alert somebody, you know, get her to the hospital maybe from the nursing home. I, I don't think they're going to be able to treat her there. There's something's not right if she's got a heavy yeah. breathing. And uh, I remember I was in a meeting then like a day or two later and she sent me a message that you better come home. And I got my stuff together, <clears throat> went left the meeting right away. And uh, I got my stuff together and I don't know what, it just took me forever to get my, get my act together, to get up to, from Pittsburgh to Dubois. It just, I don't know what was wrong with me. I still don't know to this day, but it took me three hours when it should have only took me two hours. Do you think but, maybe you were subconsciously avoiding I don't know. The whole the difficulty but, that was to come. But I got there and um, when I went in the room, she was sitting up in bed just as alert as anything and mm -hmm. talking. And my mom had put post-it notes on everything in her house who give it to her, when they give it to her, why they give it to her, who was to get it when she was done with it. Yeah. You know how many post-it notes that is? That's a lot. Yeah. My mom had a lot of stuff too. <laughs> but there she was and all that day that's, she was giving us instructions. This you're to do this, you're to do that. I need you to do this. This has to be done. You know, just, I yeah. couldn't even remember it all she was it was it was too much and uh she just was like declining and she says they're telling me i only have a few days left and i said okay mom i said it's all right because after doing all my reading i i got where i'm not i'm not afraid of death and i'm not afraid to die i just don't want to go through something awful to get there right no when it's my time to go, that's fine. And on a side note, I don't want to sound like I'm cold or anything, but I have a, I have, and I feel guilty about this. When people are grieving, I have trouble with that. And it's, I guess, because I'm thinking, you know, they're saying like, I'll never see so-and-so again. And I'm thinking you will. I don't know why, but it yeah. bothers me people grieving because I'm thinking you shouldn't be grieving. You should be maybe happy that they're not going through whatever terrible thing they're going through. You know, they've got relief now. They're okay. Yeah. And I, I believe that. I, But then I feel guilty because I'm, you know, like, yeah, you were talking on a previous episode <laughs> about, um, when someone passes and people say, I'm sorry, do they really mean it? Yeah. And I feel that way too. I feel like I can't tell someone I'm sorry because I feel bad that it happened and how it happened. But I also kind of feel glad that that person is probably really happy right now mm. that they're going through what they went through. Am I weird? No, I just think that's where you are. I mean, that's just how you feel about it. I think it would be weird if you thought other people were weird for how they felt, <laughs> you know, but that's just, that's where you are. So I don't think there's anything strange about thinking like someone has passed and they're not in pain anymore. I think most people kind of put, I think most people feel that way, especially if someone suffered for a long time with bad health or whatever, you know, I think. I think it's pretty common to feel like, okay, well, they're not suffering anymore, you know? Yeah. But mom was in hospice at that time. We put her right in hospice. And this was a Wednesday and hospice decided that they were, they wanted my mom out of the hospital. And my mom was saying she didn't want to go back to the house. She wanted to stay there. And her reasoning was that she didn't want my dad to have a memory of her back yeah. at the house when she goes. 
she said he'll wake up every day and think yeah I was, and she said I, I don't want him to go through that and my sister because of her issues she didn't want my sister to see all this happening to her either yeah for concern of my sister's feelings right and for some reason she could hear me but she couldn't hear my dad and she couldn't hear my sister as as the closer she got the more she couldn't hear anybody but me just That's me she could hear me as about and so it got where it was like people were telling saying stuff to me and i would have to tell her and we were all like right right in each that's, other's that's face weird. <clears throat> and then hospice decided that she was going home and she was getting worse and worse and worse and i knew it was like any time any time and i i got in a fight with the hospital over it i said she does not, not want to go home and if it's a question of money i'll pay for my mom to stay here she doesn't yeah. want to go home and i said it's it's within minutes maybe a couple hours maybe a day yeah and they kind of went back and forth with me and then they left the room and then the doctor came in and he he said to me he says your mom's not going home she can stay here i took care of it that's nice yeah so she just gradually got worse and by friday night um they were feeding her pureed food and i went and i said can i can my mom have something more besides something pureed can i get her something else and they said yes and they let me get her food and she just kind of like went into like a, a sleep sort of and i had been staying in there day in and day out and like when my dad or my sister would come in then i would go go back to the house get cleaned up and i'd go right back in <clears throat> and i remember i talked to mom and i said it's okay if if you if you go it's okay to go you don't have to yeah. stay she said <laughs> she said i could always count on you even for trouble <laughs> <laughs> that was mom sarcastic but um <laughs> so that night i i remember i was in the recliner at the floor of her bed and she was like kind of had been in like her coma for a couple hours i'm going to call it a coma cuz she wasn't aware of anything mm-hmm. and she started talking and she was talking to several people i couldn't make out what she was saying but she was talking i know she was she was conversing with somebody yeah and oh oh i know why i wanted to tell you right before she went into that state she started hearing a buzzing in her ears which i feel was hummingbirds because oh, she yeah. loved humming yeah, yeah, yeah. and she said it's so loud this buzzing and uh she kept staring up in the corner of the room and she just kept looking at, up at the corner and then of course you know she slipped into that and she she was talking in her sleep and uh that was a friday night and then saturday during the day she she basically just laid there and the whole family came in a whole bunch of them all around and i thought she's waiting till they, they go i know yeah. my mom she's she's so dignified that she won't she won't go till they go yeah and that evening everybody left and um uh, I'd went over and I was holding her hand and she, she was just laying there and all of a sudden it, the change happened. I knew I knew she was gone. She'd waited yeah. till everybody left. It was about 7:30 on a Saturday night and I I think my dad maybe had been gone 10 minutes. And uh she was gone. And uh I was so glad I was there. and i wasn't sad that she was gone but it changed me that year yeah i was different i know i was different and i had a doctor's appointment 
a month or so later and I, I told the doctor about this and I said, I feel different. I'm not depressed. I, I feel fine, but I feel different about stuff. He said I was depressed. I was not depressed. I just felt different about stuff. Like different perspective? Maybe that was it. And I've kind of been that way ever since. So just, I understood what was going on. I feel she was, whoever was on the other side was the one she was talking to. Yeah. I don't know who it was. I don't know what she was saying, but she was talking to people. I know she was. Like I could tell. A, like sort of in that in between here and there. Yeah. And don't be sad. I'm not sad. <laughs> but I remember, um, I'd say maybe a few days later, my dad and uh, Jacob and I went up to the gravesite. And all of a sudden, it was just brilliant light, brilliant sunlight. Not like a normal sunny day. This was like brilliant. And I just got this feeling like it, like it was like mom saying, I'm fine. Yeah. You know, and I, I noticed Jake, he even looked kind of looked up and around like he noticed it. My dad didn't, you know, yeah. he's dad's dad. He doesn't hardly say anything, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but Jake noticed it, but he didn't say anything about it. And I, I got that feeling. I thought, mom's kind of letting us know she's okay. And, uh, look back because there was something else I wanted to tell you about that. So then it was not too long after that. Um, I'd say about a year later, uh, I started having more, more foot issues. In fact, I had them all through this with my mom, my one foot. It was, and I lived four flights of stairs up and I knew I had to get out of that. And yeah. get on the floor and I planned and then I plotted <clears throat> and uh then I got in a major mess with my foot and I had a surgery on it I ended up in a nursing home for like six weeks and that was a nightmare in itself we won't go into yeah. that because you know we if I go into all that we're gonna <laughs> all, you know but anyways I'm trying to arrange to move from the bed. And I, I got an appointment for in this apartment complex, only there were no apartments open. <clears throat> and the leasing office was here. And uh, the guy said, the apartment that will open will be just like this. This is a model. You, would you like something like this on the first floor? And I said, yes, this is fine. I'll take whatever you got open. I didn't realize I was getting one that would be not by the roadside. This, where I'm at, it's the same layout as his office, but it's, I either have three flights of stairs up to get out, or I go down the hall, up a little staircase, and a long walk to the parking lot. Hmm. So I got the apartment and I, got moved in and I kept getting sick. I kept getting sick and I was infections in my foot one right after the other and in the hospital a week at a time. And um, I remember one of the times on the way home, <clears throat> uh, the hospital would arrange to get me home. It's, it's just up the street. Mm -hmm. So they, put me in a taxi and I remember the woman she was so difficult with me don't touch my door don't put your foot in the door keep your feet in the floor don't touch the windows you know that kind of woman and I thought you know <laughs> so we get here and she parks down at that end and I I started to walk in and I remember the closer I got to the apartment building my ankle was it was hurting so bad and by the time I got into my apartment and in the chair I was crying. It hurt so bad. Mm -hmm. And a uh, home health nurse come that night. 
um, because I was supposed to be on in-home antibiotics for six weeks. I think I've had every antibiotic under the sun, but anyways, I ended up back in the foot doctor's office and uh, my foot had collapsed uh, oh. from it's diabetic Charcot foot and it's from neuropathy mm-hmm. and the bones literally went to mush oh. so I was walking on my ankle oh oh <laughs> tell me about it. uh I've had 11 surgeries so far he recommended amputation or putting a pin in it, a nail mm-hmm. up partway up almost to my knee. And I said, I'll take the nail because I didn't want to lose my foot. And he, he did yeah. that nail, but now my foot sticks out to the side. So I can't get around hardly. I can't drive. So I, I'm homebound. I'm, I'm stuck here. And I can't get up and down these steps unless someone helps me. So I'm here and I haven't seen my dad in almost four years or my sister because I, I can't travel. Right. Uh, I have everything set up so I can get around in here and I can walk, but I can't go a distance at all. And I, <laughs> you see, these? right on. I am all over the apartment, so I don't tip over when I have to pick something up. Yeah. You know, you know weebles wobble, but they don't fall down. You know? Yeah. But, um, so life goes on, and then my dad decided that he wasn't able to care for the house anymore. So he decided... I'm missing something that I have to tell you. I'm sorry. I'm going to backtrack. Okay. Um, when mom was starting to pass and I want to show you something. She wanted a specific necklace. Oh, yes. I don't know if you can see that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She wanted a specific necklace, specific dress, and we could not find it. And uh, after she had passed, you know, my dad and my sister and I went all through her jewelry chests and her cupboards and stuff. We, that, we couldn't find it anywhere. So this is about two years ago. He decided he was just going to sell the house and he was going to sell it with contents in it just pretty much walk away with just a few things and take an apartment. So he did that and he sold it about September. And because I couldn't go back and see him, I would, I would send money to my sister so that they could both go out and eat somewhere on me. I, cause I couldn't be there. I wanted them to know I cared about him. You know, so I would, I would send them money and they were at uh, a Dutch pantry eating one night and the guy that bought the house come up to my dad with this, the, the only thing out of the house he gave my dad back and said we found this and it was my mom's necklace oh my gosh that's so wild I said dad if you were my sister don't want that may I have it and yeah you can have it and he sent it to me and I, I got it that and there's earrings with it and the, wow a butterfly pin and I thought, my mom wanted me to have that. I know she did. That was my feeling at the time because yeah. my sister doesn't didn't really take care of anything. But I do. Yeah. You know, even my compact disc and even my Lycia compact disc, I put them back in the case. Yeah. They don't get scratched. You know? <laughs> I take care of that stuff. Yeah. You have your own little shelf right up there. <laughs> I even have duplicates of some of your albums. That's funny. So I got the necklace. And then um, 
that's when I kind of suspected that mom was trying to get through to me. Now, it's not like, like you and I are talking. Yeah. It's not like that. It's not like that with my mom. And that's when I realized that my uh, brother and my grandma weren't around. I thought, mom's here. And it's been getting stronger with mom. And now I'm like shocked. But anyways, I realized then with this necklace that I feel mom was trying to get through to me. I wasn't completely sold on it, but I thought there's something strange that out of that house, that's the only thing that made it out and it made it to me. It yeah. just wasn't right or not. Yeah, I don't want crazy. to say right. I would have thought maybe it'd be in a box of a bunch of stuff, you know, maybe sure. a truckload of stuff, but no, that's the only thing he brought. Oh, and, and a couple papers on some important papers he found. That was it. He kept everything else, that that's guy. Funny. So, and it was when I, on one of those trips in and out of the hospitals when I start seeing hummingbirds on the TV. Yeah. And I knew everything was going to be okay. And I, I wasn't afraid of the surgeries because I kept thinking, it's just a house. My spirit's okay. My, I'm fine. My body's not great, but I'm fine. I'll be fine. Even if I lose the body, I'll be fine. Yeah. And so I, I realized that whenever I start seeing something with hummingbirds, maybe it'll appear as a picture on Facebook. Maybe I'll see one, you know, uh, that my mom is trying to tell me something or to pay attention. Yeah. So, oh, I told you this one too, that uh, one day I woke up and that morning I said, I miss you, mom. I said it out loud and uh, I work from home like you do. Mm -hmm. So, you know, a funny story there. My phone says it takes me half an hour to get to work from the living room to my desk in the back room here. Is yeah, a half an hour. that's funny. That's funny. <laughs> hey, can you hold on a second again? Yes. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No problem. Pen, pausing us. Hold on a second. No 